Bokar Tov. We are in Shemuel Bet. I read a beautiful Kiddush in Amnon Bazak's book on Shemuel Bet and on Pasuk Yudalit. Let's start with that before we uh, go on. Uh, whenever Avshalom accepts the advice of Chushai, it says, Avshalom said, along with all of the men of Israel, The advice of, of Chushai was better than the advice of Achitofel. Now a subtlety that you may miss if you're not as keen a reader of the text as Amnon Bazak is, if you look, whenever um, <clears throat> it says that Avshalom took the advice first of Achitofel before he took the advice of Chushai, what does it say? Look, about, look back at Pasuk Dalid. And the advice was good in the eyes of Avshalom and all of the elders of Israel. Now what's the difference between the Pasuk in which he accepted the advice of Achitophel versus the Pasuk in which he accepted the advice of Hushai? What's the difference? And the eyes of all of the elders of Israel. But by Hushai, what does it say? All the men of Israel. Ah, so that's the difference. What's the difference there? There was Zikinim, there was people There was Zikinim. The first advice of Achitophel was accepted by the Zikinim, the elders. The second, the advice of Hushai, was accepted by everyone, which includes the youth. And if you also look at the way they said it, remember we said Achitophel's advice was given in much more bland language of uh, just of logic and reason. And Hushai's advice was given flowery language with references to animals and greatness and glory and buzzwords and buzzwords and buzzwords. So the one who's giving the advice with buzzwords, his advice is accepted by Avshalom and all of the people of Israel. And the one that's given the proper advice with logic and reason, his advice is taken by Avshalom and only the elders. And Avshalom had a decision to make. Is he going to go with the elders or is he going to go with the youth? Is he going to go with the excitement and the enthusiasm of youth? Let's go and destroy him and get, the, get an army together and, and, and uh, become famous for our legendary battle uh, experience? Or is he, does he have the wisdom of old age and does he accept the wisdom of old age and do things in a more quiet but effective way? Okay? And that was the decision of Shalom had to make and he makes the decision of going with the youth, the excitement, the irrational exuberance of the youngsters, okay? Now, why am I pointing out this distinction? First of all, it's a fascinating distinction. Second of all, it shows that Avshalom, as a young person, is making mistakes of youth, of, these, of this nature. He's making mistakes of taking his excitement, his irrational exuberance, and assuming that, that just because he's excited about something that obviously is, it's going to be effective, that's a mistake of youth. It's something that young people make a mistake on all the time. Where let's throw out our conservative, uh, our uh, traditions because we know how to do it better because we are the new generation and they have all these grand schemes that come from their excitement of youth that they think nobody has tried before and they throw out the old and they bring in the new and all of a sudden when they bring in the new they realize the ideas weren't so good after all. We see that a lot in culture today, you know? And throw out the old, bring in the new. Ah, we're, we're, uh, the arc of history is in our favor. Okay. Uh, the, another reason I'm bringing this up is because this was the same exact decision that the son of Shilomo had to make, Rehoboam, in the middle of Melachim Aleph. 
when uh, all of Israel comes to him and they're frustrated about the fact that the, the Beit HaMikdash required so much labor. And then the older people said, okay, let, let the people rest. Do not, do not rattle them too much. And the young people said, no, you have to show that you're strong. You have to know that you're powerful. And Rehoboam, he said, I'm going go I'm gonna, I'm gonna to show that I'm powerful. I'm going to go with the young people's advice. And because of that, he split up Am Israel into two nations. That's where Yeroboam came and took over, right? And split up, the, 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 took the northern kingdom. So this, uh, this question of whether the king is going to go with the old people's advice, the, the sage advice, or with the youthful exuberant advice, is a question that we see throughout the, some of the stories. Shalom, as a young person, makes the mistake of going with the young people's advice. Okay? So now Hushai goes to Tzadok and Aviatar, the Kwanim, and he says, So said Achitofel, and so said me. Achitofel said, Let's go get David. And I said, let's, let's uh, go get an army. Now you go quickly. And go tell David not to sleep tonight in the, in the wilderness of the desert. And actually cross the Jordan River. Don't even stay in Israel. Lest it cause destruction to the king and to all the people that are with him. Why? Why is Hushai sending a message to David right now, saying to cross the Jordan and not sleep tonight? Didn't didn't Avshalom take Hushai's advice? So it's because in case it's the first plan, it may not he, he may not have even told Hushai that he took his advice. It could be that Hushai had to walk out or whatever, and it wasn't present. But in case Avshalom changes his mind and goes back to the first plan of Achitofel, then he told David just to be safe, get out of here, get out of Israel, don't sleep tonight, mm-hmm. and so. On. Now Yonatan and were standing outside of Yerushalayim in a place called Ayn Rogel. Then there was a Shifcha who was instructed, a maidservant who was instructed to tell them this advice or this message. And they were to go and tell the king this message because they weren't able to come into the city because it would have caused uh, some, some uh, questions. Suspicion. Suspicion, exactly. So, uh, and then what happened, there was a young person who caught them or who saw them and he went and he told Avshalom. So they get caught by a youngster and and they run away and they go to Bahurim it's going to be it's significant where Bahurim is and this man in Bahurim had a well in his yard and they went into the well in order to hide the wife of the man but she took the man in whose house they were staying right now in whose well they were staying gotcha the man who lives in Bahurim. Mm-hmm. And she put a cover on top of the, the well. And she put what are rifot? Groats. I don't know what that is. No, no, some kind Crushed of. Groats. What is it? Crushed groats. 
It's like a. It's like a. It's a. It's grain. It's a wheat. Wheat, probably wheat stalks or something like that. Okay. So she put the wheat stalks on it. Velono da davar, and nothing was visible, and they did. They didn't get caught. Pasukaf. And the servants of Shalom came to the woman, the, the people that are seeking out these two koanim. It says in the notes that growths are like something that uh, get dried out from the sun. It's like, like some sort of mm-hmm. plant or whatever. So she put this on top of the curtain to make it seem like the curtain that was on top of the oh. well was there for like weeks because they're drying out, this, drying out oh. these growths. Interesting. So then the servants of Avshalom, they come to the woman's house and they say, We are Achimats and Yonatan. We know they're up to no good. They pass the stream of water. And they seek them out, they couldn't find them. And they returned to Yerushalayim. So Avshalom's men did not succeed in finding Yonatan Nachimas. They returned to Yerushalayim empty-handed. Side note. What does this story remind you of from the book of Yehoshua? Uh, the first thing, Yerichot. Ah, the first thing, Yerichot. You have two messengers, spies, that go to a person's house. The king, the king is seeking them. The king is seeking them. He sends his messengers. The wife hides them. The wife misleads the messengers, causes them to go in the wrong direction. They, they can't find the spies. They go back home, back to the king. And the wife is the saving person in the story, is the, is the, is the hero of the story. Same exact story as Rachav. You notice that? Mm-hmm. Very interesting connection. Okay. After they went, they got up out of the, the well and they got to David and they told him, Go and cross the water quickly, cross the, the Jordan River. Because Achitobel gave the, such and such advice. David and all the people that are with him crossed the Jordan. By the morning, they all crossed the Jordan River. Not one person was, was missing that didn't cross the Jordan with them. Now, now look at this. Crazy, this next pasuk. And Achitofel saw that his advice was not heeded to. They didn't listen to him. So he saddled his donkey. And he went home. El, el Iro to his city by Tzav El Beto by Yehanak. He gave his, uh, he told his family, by Tzav El Beto means like settled his affairs. he settled his affairs, meaning like he, he created his will and all of that. By Yehanak, and he strangled himself. By Yamot, and he died. By Kaver, Bekever Aviv, and he was buried in the grave of his father. So, why would Achitofel kill himself so prematurely? Because he saw that no he's use. part of the rebellion. And he had one opportunity to make the rebellion successful, and he failed. Because now, the momentum is in David's favor. Avshalom now has to go against David's full force, and David is ready for him. David is obviously going to beat him, because David is more experienced in war. Avshalom is young, he's making dumb errors. He's listening to young advice instead of sage advice. And he knows that the second David comes back, 
his life is over anyways. So Achitofel puts himself to death, and he's buried in the in the but grave it, of his father. It seems like Avshalom has so many more numbers than David. It does. So why they're all rookies? But he sees of, that he's set you up want, for failure. You want a team of uh, experienced veterans? You want to. If also, I, I mean, a, David, David has always been outnumbered, but he never, he never loses. Also, David is Mashiach Hashem. Yeah, yeah but Achito, what is Achitofel thinking that? There's two opinions. One, one opinion in saying what you're saying is that he, he knows that, the, that David's going to get the kingship back, and that's Hashem's will. That's what. Ab- yeah, but, but another, the same, the same Midrashic approach led us to believe that. Achitofel was the grandfather of Batsheva and he saw in Nevoah that he was going to become king when it was really his grandson of Shalom, uh, grandson Shalomo. I don't think all Midrashim are in the same. I know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying just because one Midrash says that he acknowledged that David was king, there's another Midrash that, that seems to tell us that he thought he was going to be king, not David. Yeah. And Redak has a different opinion. What's, that, what's Redak's opinion? Redak's opinion is that he just felt disgraced and saddened and he saw that he wouldn't succeed. Um, and he would be executed anyways as a traitor when David takes over. So he just uh, took the premature. Right. Took his uh, that's that's I think the peshat. It makes sense. Long, at least he was able to die by his own hand. Like, settle his affairs. Avinu, when he wants to do the Akira Yitzchak, Oh wow! It's like, it's oh, wow. Like, I, I really thought this out, and like it was a plan. Right. The, the midrashim there tell us that it meant to Avram went with intent. Yeah. He saddled his own donkey. Like this is the same thing here. And now Achitofel is confident in his decision. He's saddling his own donkey. Right. He was confident in his killing himself. One. One last thing to to close off the story on, uh, where. Is David getting support from right now? Jordan. No, before from his lady. This lady. Where does she live? In Bahurim. Who else do we know lived in Bahurim? I read this in Amnon Bazak. It blew me away. Shimi Ben Gera lived in Bahurim. There's a midrash that says that this woman that's helping him is the wife of Shimi Ben Gera. Why wouldn't Shimi Ben Gera was a Benjaminite? Is the Benjaminite that was cursing David as he was leaving as he was leaving Yerushalayim? It's a nice midrash because it, it, it shows like full circle. And like so, so what does the midrash show? So the midrash shows that Shimi ben Gerah didn't represent the majority of Benjaminites. Oh, it's very nice. he, was, he was an outlier. And we're going to see going forward that most of David's help is going to come from people who historically were very pro-Shaul. Meaning don't think that the majority of Shaul's family and his supporters hated David. Shimi ben Gerah is the outlier. Even quote-unquote his wife was supportive of David. David's going to get a lot of support from Shaul's family because they know, the people know how good David was to their family. How he didn't try to just usurp power like uh, other kings do. And they're grateful for it. And his support here on is going to come primarily from people who you expect to be in Shaul's camp. People from the tribe of Binyamin and so on. So a very interesting thing to look at and something that Amnon Bazakha. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.